Sometimes when you're trying to guard the winning ways, you're going to face the guardians who have the full intentions with their 17 and 20 record to come in and destroy your guarding hopes. Unfortunately, this was a situation today and Luis Garcia didn't have his best stuff and he made an error to top off everything. Unfortunately, the guarding didn't help in this situation and Miles Straw returned to Houston and I don't know if, if they did video, Brett. Did they you, did. They did video. They did a nice little tribute video. It's about 35 seconds long. We'll talk about that in a second, but there's a lot to kind of dissect in this um, Locked on Astros podcast that starts now. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man Heisman, and Brett, H-Town wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Eisen. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Sorry, I kind of made an error there. I just kind of threw it, the ball into um, center field and a run scored. And uh, that's right. You went Luis Garcia on the intro. You see, yeah. you see how. Like, we are connected with this team, Eric. Kind of like yeah. E.T. and Elliot, you know, we are connected with the Astros. And so hopefully that will be the only error. We won't let the opposing fans get a few runs on us, right? Yeah, so where can they find you, Brett? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram and Astros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, don't forget to make us your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It doesn't take a lot. Just go and search that Locked on Astros um, and just hit that little red button. Just go and give us a like and go and listen to us on your way home from work, on your way to work. And if you're at work and you're just bored, just go and uh, press the little button and listen to us at work and uh, make us your first listen every day. So, uh, yeah, this game was not something that we want to talk um i mean it's it's it was a kind of cringy game i mean we've been having this great pitching we have been having this great defense semi great offense i know offense is down from last year last year we're we're averaging at this point about five runs per game 5.65 or something now we're down to 5.20 4.20 runs per game this year and it just seems like uh, the offense isn't quite there yet, and but the pitching has been carrying this team. Exactly. And it, it's just like looking at what they did before tonight's game, they were second in the ERA in baseball with the 2.84 ERA. Uh, their whip was 112, which was, I believe, second or third in baseball. No, th- fourth in baseball before tonight's game. And innings uh, pitch there, well, I guess it, innings pitch doesn't matter, but it just seems like uh, they were just doing so great. If you look at quality starts, they were second in quality starts behind the Padres, who had 22 with 19, and they had seven shutouts, uh, which is, I believe, tied for first in baseball. Yeah. So. No, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the pitching really, I mean, they actually lead or going into this game, they led the AL in the RA in opponent OPS, third in whip. I think you had mentioned something about that there. 
Um, Eric, they've only allowed 133 runs to go along with the shutouts you mentioned, and that's the second fewest in the AL. New York Yankees have given up 128. So the pitching really has been stellar. Um, Luis Garcia does fall to three and three. He just didn't have his best stuff. He was not locating pitches. The 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 home run he gave up to Ramirez, that ball was center cut, was not on the outside of the plate. It was intended to go outside, and he just put the bat on the ball. Jose Ramirez is just one of the best, constant, consistent hitters. He's got a power bat as well, and he's going to be the guy in the lineup that you want to try to avoid. He just got the better of Luis Garcia. The The last time Luis Garcia actually faced the Guardians, he went six and two-thirds innings and had eight strikeouts. And so this was a different outing for him, to say the least. Yeah, and the defense, I mean, I know it's it's easy to just throw the ball away, but um, and if that play, all he had to do was go to first base and, instead of going for the double play in that situation. And then maybe you would have got at least one out in that situation. And I know in the the split second decision-making that goes into being professional baseball player, it's very easy to say, okay, I want to try to go for the whatever, but it just get the shirt out to first base. But that's not a terrible move. You've got to make the throw and he clearly didn't. That's a hard thing to set your feet. You know, Eric, we just, we just got through on a baseball game tonight. Unfortunately, my son's team lost. It was our last game of the season. But we literally gave up nine runs in the first inning because of errors. The rest of the game, we gave up one run. We were losing at one point 10 to 2. We'd lost the game 10 to 8. We had a chance to tie it at the end, and we just didn't get it done. And it just in baseball, no matter what level you're at, when you make errors like that and you let the other team get comfortable, when the other pitcher seems to be doing a decent job, at one point, the only Astro to have a hit in the game was Martin Maldonado. So when the bats are silent, when Altuve's not hitting, it's very hard to beat a team, even the Cleveland Guardians, who are sub-500. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of funny because a lot of people didn't know that Tristan McKenzie was going to be starting today. Like even Chandler Rome was like, uh, apparently Tristan McKenzie is starting today. And he actually went out and pitched seven innings, only allowed three hits, one earned run. And uh, we'll have to talk about Mr. Alex Bregman, Alex Bregman, what he did today in a little bit. But uh, Luis Garcia overall, he uh, it wasn't his typical game, like you said. No. Five innings, five hits, four runs. Two of them earned, of course, with his self-inflicted error. And uh, that leads to a conversation. If a pitcher makes an error, why are you going to go ahead and give them uh, like unearned runs because of that? Uh, But um, anyway, uh, so two walks and four strikeouts. He did allow one uh, home run, but his ERA is at 3.38 on the season. Then Brian Abreu, um, he didn't come out. He came out and looked a little flat too. Um, I'm not sure. I think he came out and gave up the run in the yeah. He gave up the run in his second inning. The runs in the second inning to work. It seems like he does good in the first inning. Second <laughs> inning when they try to stretch him out, that's when he uh, seems to struggle a little bit. But once again, an error kind of lets him down. Jeremy Pena had a throwing error and that kind of led to another run in that situation. But Brian Abreu's uh, two walks didn't help there. And 
So it just the defense and the pitching that has been so good for Houston Astros just kind of let him down in tonight's game. Now, what gets lost in this, Eric, is Altuve's double, Alex Bregman's home run. Alex Bregman hadn't really been going yard there for a while, but it doesn't matter because in the end, they were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. It was just a flat game all around for this team. Like you mentioned, Brandon Brayu, one and two-thirds innings, two hits, two runs, one earned, two walks, and only one strikeout. Um, you know, Martinez comes in after him, pitches one and one-third, only gives up two hits, gets a strikeout. Phil Maton faces his former team for the first time. The first batter he faces is what? None other than Jose Ramirez. He gets to pop out. He gets out of the inning. He has a clean inning. And the Astros don't have really anything else to counter that. Jeremy Pena had that late bloop single in the eighth inning to try to maybe spark some hope of a late game, late inning rally. It just didn't happen. Just some days when you get to the diamond, things aren't clicking. Some days they just don't work out, right? Yeah, and I, apparently I made my second error of the night, so I'm Jeremy Uh-oh. Pena right now. Um, wow. I, I said 5.65 uh, runs per game last year. It was actually 5.33, and so that was a little uh, round. Well, if someone error. if someone catches that, they need to be our producer. We won't pay them, <laughs> but they need to be a third person in the room pointing that stuff out to us. But, hey, good catch there. See, Eric, you make errors and you make mistakes. And here's the thing. If you're making mistakes with your diet – and you are having a hard time getting healthy, you need to check out AG1. That's right. AG1 is literally here because you don't have time to do all these supplementary things like get the 80 pills, do the different workouts. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you focus on this. Do you want better gut health? Do you want an optimized immune system? Are you tired of taking all those pills? Are you tired of taking things that don't even taste good? Well, AG1 is where it's at. It's got a mild tropical taste, and I actually look forward to it every day, each morning when I take AG1. AG1, its founder, did this because he had a ton of gut health issues himself, and he ended up on a complicated supplemental routine to recover hundreds of dollars per day, so he created Athletic Greens. After experience, how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on his own. I subscribe to Athletic Greens, and I use them every single day. They also are environmentally friendly. They also have given millions, 1.2 million meals to kids in need back in 2020. So if you like what you hear, you go, well, well, hold on. Where's the catch? What's the cost? What is in it? Let me tell you, it doesn't have any GMOs. It doesn't have any artificial flavoring. It tastes good. The price, it gives you this. The cost is you Less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health. Athletic Greens has 7,000 five-star reviews. Here's what you do. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today. Alrighty, so uh, speaking of um, picking up what you need today, uh, the Astros in their last 11 home games, they've allowed three runs. Wow. And today, they allowed six runs. And hey. it just 
when it's, it rains, it pours in Houston, right? Yeah. And when you walk um, four batters and you allow two runs, uh, two errors, it, you're going to lose those games most of the time. And this was really kind of self-imposed on this game. And when you only get what, how many hits the Astros get overall, it was what four hits. Yes. Alex Bregman did hit a homer. Yes. That was good to see. It was his six of the season. So he hasn't been totally sucky. Alex Bregman all year. He's been a uh, sucky Alex Bregman. No, this is his words, not mine. So oh, he, really? Okay, no, he, okay. He said he's been bad, Alex Bregman, for a little bit. So Okay, I thought he but, used the word sucky. That said, would be awesome. No, uh, I think he used the word he's been really bad recently. But uh, to see Alex Bregman hit a home run, I know it was his only hit of the game, but to see him start uh, doing this, I know the game before he got a hit, and I, I believe it was double, right? So for him yeah, to start – Yeah, it was start, a double. Yeah, to see him to start hitting for power, that's a good positive sign. I really want to see more from Yuli Gurriel because once those guys start clicking this lineup, because you can't count on everybody hitting every day. They're, they're not going to hit 400 all year long. They're going to hit their slumps. You're, you can't count on Jose Altuve hitting leadoff homer every game. You, you can't do that. That's just not realistic. He's going to do it quite often, but you can't count on it every single time. Well, yeah, they're not perfect. This is this is a game of mistakes. This is a game of errors. This is a game that's largely based on not necessarily your success, but how you come back from failure. Because if hitting the ball, Eric, 30% of the time or 28% of the time gets you into the Hall of Fame, then that means that there's a lot more failure than there is success. What this team has built in it is the ability to not only move past games like this, but their ability to simply not even let it affect them. Like tomorrow on, on what, uh, Tuesday, they're going to come out or is it Wednesday? Oh gosh, I have lost track, Eric. This last week of school is getting on me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, they're going to come out. Framber Valdez is going to be on the mound. I think the team will look totally different. They're going against please Zach. I think they'll have a field day with them. Yeah. So apparently there's the video and somebody took a great picture of Miles Straw looking at his picture saying, welcome back, Miles. So now the one negative thing, there you go. I saw that um, Michael Brantley had an 11 game hit streak and a 19 game on base streak, I believe. And he played catch with Miles Straw basically in the outfield hitting the ball to him. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, that's the thing. A few of the hits, they were hit pretty solid. They just didn't get in the right place. They didn't find the spot. Um, I couldn't tell, Eric, when Jose Ramirez hit that home run, I couldn't tell from the TV, but was Jose Siri's glove close to that ball or was it? It was. It it was um, I was. Um, it was hard to tell. I was watching it at. Uh, uh, I was watching it at. Um, Chili's and it was a lot of us were having discussion and it was like, um, I thought it was closer. And, uh, somebody was like, well, is this going to go down in his legend? Like it was really close, but it wasn't really as close as it was. So I don't know. I, <laughs> At it, least it wasn't a Kevin Kiermeyer fake jumping before he gets to the wall. Right? right. I'll have to look at the replay again, but it seemed from what I saw, it seemed pretty close, but uh, it, it didn't, it didn't catch it. So it doesn't really matter how close it was, but he made a valiant effort to catch it. Um, so props to Jose Siri. He did everything he could to catch that ball, but that would have saved a little bit of run. So 
Um, the question is, uh, before I, we address this, I wanted yes. to talk about Michael Brantley, why I said he played catch with uh, Miles Straw. He said that um, this was from Chandler Rome. The, um, Michael Brantley had lined out to Miles Straw three times tonight. One of them was 102.9 miles per hour exit velocity. The expected batting average was 660. Another one was 96.4 exit velocity, a 290 batting average, expected batting average. The other one was 101.8 exit velocity with a 530 expected batting average. So, yes, uh, he hit some, had some good hits, but right at Miles Straw playing uh, batting uh, – catch with him so go and put that one back up no yeah so um right here we get asked by tony are y'all gonna be watching the nolan ryan documentary tomorrow if you're listening on tuesday i actually have a ticket to go to the seven o'clock showing in our in one of our local theaters so i know i'll be watching that and i i randomly was looking and on a day where there was like literally one seat left in the theater that i found so I'll be checking that out, and I bet it's going to be released at some point, either streaming, available somewhere like on Amazon or other movie theater releases. I'm sure it's going to be wildly successful because everywhere I found, the only seats that might be available are like the very front row. So there may be may still be seats available in your viewing area. Yeah, I may check it out and see if I can find a ticket. But like like you said, there may be few and far between, but. Um, I'm also preparing for interview tomorrow, so I don't know if I uh, will have time to go see it, but I'm sure they're going to have it come out on DVD or something where you hold on DVD. What is this? 1995? No, sorry. Uh, You're right. VHS. (laughs) Is that better? Laser disc. It's going to come out on laser disc. Did you ever have, hold on. Did you ever have, did you ever reel to reel? Did you ever have a laser disc? My dad had a laser disc. And I remember we had Top Gun on laser disc. And I think Back to the Future. And it was the coolest thing. But if one of those laser discs got the tiniest scratch, it screwed the whole movie up. It was the biggest flawed technology ever. Uh, did you have a beta player or a VHS player? I had a VHS. I don't know nice. what beta was. But. Beta was what VHS tried to be. And I won't tell the story of how VHS won over beta. I'll tell you off air. Okay. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Shut All up, right. man. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I won't tell you how many DVDs I had. And I don't know why I was like, oh, I've got to buy this movie. I've got to buy this movie. But I did. And so I had a lot of DVDs. And uh, then a certain event happened in my life and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with all these DVDs? Yeah, and- exactly. Garage sale. <laughs> hey, um, we've got, we've got Clint on here. Clint is actually, he goes by Clint the scout. Yeah. Um, he actually, he actually does some writing. He does his own podcast. He used to be on climbing Tows Hill. I, yeah. Climbing Tows Hill. He's with, okay. So, so, you know, Clint, he was talking about his velocity being down. He was actually at the park. He said, I saw a ton of 93 mile an hour fastball seemed his cutter was more effective, but he builds around the fastball. And so, yeah, sometimes these pitchers' velocity being down, you wonder if it's a mechanical issue. Um, Of course, the first thing is, is he hurt? Is his velocity down because he's hurt? And that's because the Astros, I'm sorry, I think the Astros kind of bring it on themselves where they're so secretive or the players don't tell the brass, hey, I'm hurting. And so you never know. I just hope that Luis Garcia gets all this out of his system, like someone mentioned earlier, early on, right? Yeah, um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna move on from this game, but I bet 
that they're going to do a little bit better on that. And speaking of that, let's talk about Bet Online. So Bet Online is the place that you go for all your betting needs. Why? Because they have the lines, they have the props, they have the odds. First, they are the number one source for your betting needs. They've got the they got the news, the sports developments for this year, for the basketball playoffs, baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. How good will the Texans be? Will they win an AFC South Division title? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. And who will the Astros pick? I mean, who will the Rockets pick with the third pick in the first round this year? Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. So if you like Bet Online, why don't you check out the Locked On Now podcast? They do a great job of just putting all the sports action across the great sport of baseball into 15 minutes of action packed emotion. Whether the team won, the, whether the team lost, like Brett was probably crying on the podcast today. Well, the answer's lost and all that. And no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I don't know. sound like that. I know. But anyways, I'm hurt. I'm hurt that you think I sound like that. Anyway, so the uh, just go check out the Locked On Now podcast. They do a great job at just putting everything together. That way, you know what's going on across baseball, not just the Astros. Listen to us about the Astros, but go and check them out to hear what's going on across the great sport of baseball. Go check them out. All right. So um, and somebody said they still have their um, Nintendo. Um, Yes, I'm. I think I had the Nintendo. I don't know what happened to it. It disappeared. I do have my a Nintendo 64 still, and I still have my GameCube. I still have the original. Uh, what was it? Um, I have the original. I have a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm like, well, I, I should trade them in, but I have not. But I still have them all, and they're like, yeah, what should I do with them? And then my son has the Switch now, and it's like, okay, we have all these generations of Nintendo. What are we going to do with them? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of them have value. You know, there's there's actually a local store here in town. You probably need to see if they even have a Game Boy. They, they actually have those. They actually sell those games. You might be able to get some money for it. But, hey, speaking of games and Game Boy, uh, the next game with the Astros – and the Guardians is going to have Plezak versus Framber Valdez, Eric. And Framber Valdez on this season, I, I just really like where I feel like he is. Now, I think he could be better, but he still has an ERA under three at 2.68. He's three and two. And you want to get Zach Plezak. Well, that's a, that's a mean tattoo a, he's got there on his forearm. That's curly hair, too. Curly hair. Speaking of tattoos... There was a kid at my son's basketball tournament, a 15-year-old, who had his entire forearm tatted. And I asked him, I said, young man, can I ask you a question? He goes, yes, sir. I go, do your parents know you have a tattoo? He goes, yeah, they went with me to get it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. My son was convinced it was fake. It was real as real could get. I was like, wow, a 15-year-old with a forearm tattooed. I, that's, I, we I, are I, Locked I, on Tattoo Podcast. We are Locked I'm on Tattoo. I'm your host, tattoos. Eric Heisman, and he is H-Town Wheelhouse. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man, I'm sorry. We are, we are, hey, you know what? When the, when the Astros lose, we still have fun. Why? Because baseball is the best sport in the world. And, you know, Zach Plezak, he's one in three, Eric. He only has 23 strikeouts, 4.42 ERA. 
I think the Astros get a very easy win, and I think they win the next two. Hey, even the Locked On Guardians host, Jeff, said so himself, so I'm going to hold him to his word. Okay. All right, so I know that the Astros have faced Police Act before. You have Jose Altuve batting 500 and two at-bats. Granted, uh, it's only two at-bats. Then you have Bregman to, uh, batting 500 and Yuli batting 500 and, and two at-bats. So um, in the minimal amount of bats, they, they're doing pretty good against him. And so if you're looking at how the Guardians have done against from Valdez, it's pretty much about the same. You have Jose Ramirez, who in four bats is batting 500, and then uh, that's pretty much it. Um, so we'll see what happens. There's a lot of people that haven't faced each other uh, in a while. So I think that if Valdez pitches the way he did last time and Plesak, uh, he's hit or miss. He can be either really good or really bad, just depending on – what time of day it is, I guess, or whatever. What time, he said what time of day it is. I don't know. What is? Does he pitch some days at 11 a.m. and some <laughs> days at 11 p.m.? It's like yeah. whatever day. Hey, it's like if we have a three-header tournament today, you know. But the bottom line is this. This is, this is a series that the Astros, I think, should easily come out on top, winning two out of the three games. I don't see any problem with that going into an off day. And then I believe they go to Seattle. And then, you know, shortly after that, they – they play the rest of the West. But anyways, the Houston Astros, Eric, they are leading top three in just about every offensive category. And I love to see that. And I know we talk about the bats haven't got haven't gotten going or aren't at full steam. But when you look at their rankings for the year, I mean, this is this is pretty impressive. Um, right here, the Astros ranked first in the majors in extra base hits, 132. Tied for second in home runs, 57, while ranking third in the AL in slugging with 413, OPS 724 in May. The club leads the AL in slugging 457, ranks tied for first in home runs with 32 and second in runs with 100. So even though the offense is down, Eric, there's still a silver lining. Offense is down across the league, and that's what we don't need to lose sight of. It's not just our ball club. It just seems like when you watch 29 other teams, oh, the home runs are up. They're not. The runs are down. The ball is dead. Major League Baseball has conspired to keep the baseball in the ballpark. And for whatever reason, it's working. So the Astros had to fight through that. And did you see this? We got to talk about this. Jeremy Pena ranked number one in Major League Baseball for war over every other shortstop, not just rookies. Is that including Carlos Correa? Carlos Correa isn't even on that list, brother. He's not even top 10. Like, dude is outranking everybody. And how Stephen Kwan won Player of the Month over Jeremy Pena is mind-boggling. No. Pena's 20 points higher on average, has seven home runs, Played way better than Quan. Quan hit that little like where he nine consecutive hits or something. But dude, Jeremy Pena and Quan, you really are going to take Quan over him? Orange team bad, I think, is the motive here. Okie dokie. Um, so <laughs> Kyle Tucker and Miles Straw went to Snooze this morning. I've been to Snooze. It's a pretty good restaurant. Um, guess who paid? 
Miles Straw. And guess what Kyle Tucker said? Well, oh, yeah. uh, Miles, you got that extension, so you got the money now, so uh, you could definitely pay there. And so um, Miles Straw was asked, what's your game plan to play pay, to play against the Astros? Well, I'm going to chug a red, red Bull and just go out there and play. And so that's how you do it. So um, I know that Bregman uh, was a topic for uh, for Dusty Baker before the game. And he said that that Bregman's been stressing about some of these at bats. And so it was good to see, especially with this being a kind of topic about this, that he actually had the home run tonight. But since Altuve came back, the Astros are what? Um 15 where is it they're six they're 15 and four since Altuve has come back so even though they got that loss tonight since he's been back the Astros have been on a winning record and just keep in mind they're on the they're about to be over this big brutal stretch of multiple games in so many days and they've they've actually become a better team because of it so their pitching has improved their bullpen has improved today was kind of anomaly so I'm not going to stress about this game at all it's i'm going to hit the reset button and just not even worry about today's game it was just kind of one of those throwaway games you're going to have that as uh, a baseball team even the best teams have those games and uh, just move on to next one take your punches and roll on to next one so i just want to tell the people about something i did today before the show i interviewed joey luperfield the seventh round pick in the 2021 draft out of duke was impressed with this kid. He is in Fayetteville right now. And let me tell you, this kid is swinging a hot bat right now. He's in his first full pro season and he got invited to major league camp. He tells a little story about a name Dusty Baker gave him hilarious story. And he talks about growing up um, his high school days in New Jersey and just going through the minor league system and his experience with the Astros. So when that goes up, we'll let you know, You'll have to check it out. He's a great kid, comes from a great background, and super talented. I think you'll really like the interview. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't get a chance to participate, so I'm excited to see what uh, what he said. And uh, just keep in mind that since the trade happened, the Miles Straw trade happened, the Astros actually have a higher war, F war, uh, from their center fielders. Um, yeah. Santa Rome says that they've extracted a 4.0 F war from the center fielders since that July 30th trade last year the guardians have only extracted a 3.7 f war from their center fielders and just remember the guardians also extended uh, mile straw and he has not had the best season but overall i think that his defense and what he does for the team all around i think that that they felt like he was a valuable asset to this team and i think you saw that from what he did earlier this season with uh, defending his uh, teammate against the Yankees. And we all know how much we hate the Yankees, but Straw had a good day. He scored two runs. He walked and he got hit. But what really killed the Astros today was um, allowing the nine hole hitter to get three hits and a walk. And I mean, granted the dude is batting. I don't know what he was doing before today's game, but he's batting 333 with a 941 OPS. He's a catcher, but I don't know how many at bats he's had. Let me look. I mean, he's yeah. only had 21 at bats so it's far. Like, okay, okay, Marty Maldonado. Yes, in 21 at bats, he has seven hits. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, I believe Marty Maldonado <laughs> has 12 hits now on the season. 
Um, yeah. Last time I was at a game, he had 11. I think this was his first hit since that game. Yes, 12 hits. Three of those are home runs. So he is not just Machete Maldonado. He's Sledgehammer Maldonado. Um, yeah, that'd be great to get that kind of production out of the nine hole. I mean, yeah. he got the first hit of the game, so you can't knock him. He went out there and got a hit. I mean, what else do you want him to do? He can't yeah. pitch for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And Ma- like it's, I'm a Maldonado defender tonight, baby. Like I said, as long as the rest of the team's hitting, you don't really need Maldonado, but it would be nice for him to uh, hit more consistently. But, um, I mean, isn't 437 OPS? Isn't that sexy? No? No? I don't know. Carlos don't know. Gomez? No? <laughs> Carlos Gomez. <laughs> I think Carlos Gomez would even be embarrassed oh, by that God. one. <laughs> that guy. Oh, my God. Can, can you believe we traded for him? No, like we traded actually, for him and Mike Fires. I know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even recognize that. I don't recognize the guys. All righty. Okay, now we're going off the hinges here. So I believe that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. If you go and make us your first listen every day, go and check out Sully over at the Lockdown MLB podcast. He does a great job uh, talking about all the different games across baseball as Brett puts the mic in front of his face. And, uh, yeah, so – uh, yeah, that's all we got. <laughs> I will talk to you tomorrow, Ghost Rose, and hopefully we come uh, up with a victory tomorrow. And I'm Eric Heisman. That's Brett H. Town Wheelhouse. <laughs> we'll Let's go. All oh, gas, no brakes. <laughs>